what would your gut reaction be if somebody said to you, can I give you some feedback? Do you embrace it or do you think, uh-oh, what's going to come? Because feedback can be such an emotive topic. So let's dive into that today together. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 90. I hope you've been having a great day, a great week, a great month doing whatever you've been doing as long as it's been taking some action and obviously getting your results. I've had a really fun day today because I actually took the day off during the week because it is school holidays here in Glasgow. So I took the Monday off and Shireen and myself got the boys all ready and we took three of them to the Glasgow Science Centre. So this was Zachary's first trip and there's something really special about the Science Centre and I think it's because that's where we went on our second date, Shireen and I. So first of all, I took her to the cinema and then afterwards we thought, right, let's go on date number two and we were trying to figure out where to go and I thought, Let's go to the Science Centre and for anybody here that's looking to go on a date, I would highly recommend it because there's lots of things to do, there's no awkward silences, there's lots of things for you to explore and we even went up the Glasgow Tower which was really funny because I didn't actually realise I had a phobia of heights back then but I was able to brave it and actually got to experience that with Shireen as well so it was very special, it was Zachary's first time there. And there was lots of experimentation. So I love the fact that when, especially Kais, he's a bit older, when he was doing certain things and they might not have went exactly to plan, it was about, right, how do you learn from it? How do we do it again? How do you treat it like an experiment? And that kind of prompted some of the ideas for today's podcast episode. And then fast forward to the evening, we went up to my in-laws for dinner and Papa Bash, as he's known, makes honestly such an amazing dinner. And my brother-in-law, Nadim, and sister-in-law, Jojo, were over. So after dinner, I was saying, I need to record a podcast episode. We were talking about, yep, I'm going to say it here again. I talked about it in the last episode. We started to talk about Love Island because Jojo particularly is a massive, massive fan. And we were saying how there's a public vote happening and who's going to get chucked off the island. And again, that is an example of the public giving their feedback through their votes. So I decided there and then that this week's episode had to be all around feedback. And feedback can be such a emotive topic because it can really become personal if you let it. And it's something that either you might embrace or you might shy away from. But really, I'd love to encourage you to think about feedback being like a gift because it truly can be a gift to help you to move things forward, to help you get out your way. And actually, let's just change the word of it right up front. Instead of thinking about it as being feedback, how about thinking about it as being feed forward? Because it helps you to then go, let's move it forward. And it's not about dwelling into the past. And there's many ways that we can think about feedback because it could be, you receiving feedback 
and we'll talk about that, but also you giving feedback. And let's focus upon that particularly on today's podcast because as a business owner, there will be times, probably regularly, where you will have to give feedback. And I want to make sure that you're not shying away from it. And especially in those situations where you know that you have to have that conversation or you want to give that feedback, but you, again, bury your head in the sand and you just end up getting frustrated And that then goes on and on. And if you never address the thing that needs to be addressed, then effectively that becomes the standard that that person might think is acceptable. And effectively your frustration just goes on and on and on. So instead, I want you to be able to go, how do we embrace that? Especially when feedback is about changing something, i.e. something's not going quite right. But also remember, feedback isn't all doom and gloom. Feedback can be really important to highlight what someone is doing really well. And that then allows them to have that recognition and to keep that motivation to keep those standards high and having the clarity in terms of what's expected and what they're doing really well. So again, I want you to think about feedback as not just being a negative thing because it can be really powerful even when it is positive or it's something to improve upon. But when giving feedback, it really comes down to the delivery method and how you give that feedback. And I'll share a simple model with you very shortly. But let me share one of the examples of where it can go wrong so that you can learn from my stupidity or as my lovely wife says, your asmanisms. Apparently, I've got a full catalogue fulfilled with things I've done in the past that just she chalks down to Osmanisms. That might make for a very interesting podcast episode. Maybe Shireen will have to record that one herself to give you a bit of insights and some laughs along the way as well. So let me take you back to when Shireen and myself went on effectively a triple or a quadruple date with some of my school friends many, many years ago. And Shireen is just someone that loves talking. You can honestly take her anywhere. She's so easy to get on with. And she never struggles to talk to anybody, even if she doesn't really know them well. So we were having a great dinner amongst friends, as I say, and I noticed that Shireen was doing something. So when somebody was talking and they were passionate and sharing something and Shireen had an example or something to add to it, she would effectively interrupt them and kind of hijack the conversation. That's my words. So... I thought, oh, she did that once and then I saw it again and again and I thought, do you know something? I don't know if she realises that she does that. So me being a really helpful individual, I thought, I think it'd be great to tell Shireen that she does this. So after the dinner finishes, we get in a car, I'm dropping Shireen home and there I am, I'm driving along the road and out of my mouth, I say, Shireen, can I give you some feedback? Yep silence. I honestly said, Shireen, can I give you some feedback? And that's when we were kind of very much in the early days of dating. It does beg the question of why Shireen actually stayed with me and why she even got married. So first of all, she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she kind of paused and she said, Asman, you're not my HR manager. At that time, I was a HR manager in Marks and Spencer's. So the message or the intention behind giving her that feedback was just so that she knew because She didn't recognise that she was doing it as well, but the delivery of how I put that across was the thing that actually, it was just like, I just kind of landed it on her in that way. So my advice for you is, especially when it comes to partners, 
then maybe not use those words. So what Shireen did was she then just got her phone out and she texted my friends in the group chat and she's like, you won't believe what Aswan's just said to me. Can I give you some feedback? And honestly, to this day, I still get them ribbing me and actually saying, can I give you some feedback? Because they couldn't believe that I actually said that to her as well. But the good news is that she did marry me and I'm sure, as I said, I'll share more funny stories with you in the rest of these podcast episodes. But really, let's think about feedback. What is the purpose of feedback? Well, effectively, if we were to really think about it in a big picture perspective, it's to do two things. It's to either reinforce behaviour that somebody's doing well to keep that going, or it's to give them some idea that things can be improved so that they can actually change a behavior as well. So again, think about that in terms of when giving feedback, it's either to reinforce behavior or to change some sort of behavior as well. And a big part of my job in terms of when I work with my clients, it involves giving feedback. Well, when I'm coaching, a lot of times that's about asking questions and getting insight from my clients and helping them to have those breakthrough moments. But I do also spend some time with a handful of clients these days working in a consultancy basis, effectively like I'm their outsourced business partner. And that means I'm giving feedback on projects that they're involved in, business proposals, negotiations, feedback in terms of marketing, lots of things. So I'm always aware about how I'm giving them that feedback. Obviously, that's what they're expecting from me. That's what they're investing in me in terms of to give them that feedback for me to be in their corner, to see things that they're not seeing, to call them out when they might not be playing to their strengths or to focus on actually delivering what they want to make happen. But it's still about doing it in a way that has that powerful impact in a positive way as well. So I'd really recommend that as you're listening to this, think about who would you like to give feedback to? Is that a member of your team? Is it a virtual assistant, a contractor, a freelancer? Is it a client that you're working with? Is it yourself? Because honestly, you can use what I'm going to share with you to give yourself honest feedback as well. Because again, it's about helping you to move things forward. And if you've ever been on any type of corporate training, you might have heard of the feedback sandwich. It is sometimes given another affectionate name, but if I give you that name, I will have to put an explicit rating on this podcast episode. But the feedback sandwich is when effectively you give some positive feedback, i.e. that's like one part of the bun. Then you put the filler in there. So that's like, this is what you could do better, i.e. the filling And then you wrap up with some positive feedback as well. So the intention is that that person is left with that, right, okay, they are doing well, but they can improve as well. But from first-hand experience, when you do that, especially when it is around improvement feedback, sometimes effectively you're just sugarcoating it and the person can walk away and not really get that message with the clarity in terms of what needs to change in that way. So instead, whenever focusing on feedback and giving feedback, there's five key ways that really make a difference. So the first one is, obviously, you need to decide, is it going to be praise in terms of what they're doing well, or is it more about improvement? And that kind of helps to shape the way that you're giving feedback. Obviously, it might be a combination of both, but you really want to have clarity when giving feedback here. And excellent feedback has five key elements. So the first one is you need to share the context of what that feedback is in. 
For example, let's say someone asked you to give feedback on some website copy or a new proposal that they've put together. And you look at it and you think that there's areas for improvement. You want to give them context in that situation. So you'll say, for example, well, when reviewing this website, what I found was dot, 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 dot. Okay, I'll talk about that in a second. And the reason for that is it stops it from being overgeneralized. For example, let's say you want to convey the message that they're not really showing their confidence through their words. Well, in that context is where you want to give them that feedback, but you don't want them to think that they're not showing up as a confident person in all areas of their business. So context really is key. And then you want to be really specific. So instead of saying, I think it could be better, or I don't think you're being really confident in the words, actually be super specific. So let's say I'm just making this up on the top of my head. Imagine on their website, it says something along the lines of, give me a call and I'll see maybe if I could help you to solve this problem. Okay, even the word maybe and the way that you articulate it, that might show that you've got that level of uncertainty. So be specific because it might just be that line and it stops them thinking that they have to rewrite the whole page or all the words and then give them the impact, which is the next component. So context is important, be specific and then give them the impact in terms of why is that actually going to make a difference? So you could say to them, for example, those words, what that told me was there was a little bit of uncertainty. It made me kind of question, mm, are you really going to help me? Do you really have that experience? And therefore, the impact of that for me was I had some doubts. So that then allows them to understand and have a connection to the reason for going, okay, Am I going to choose to sort that? Am I going to choose to change that? Because they can understand this, so what? Why does it even matter in that way? And then you do also want to obviously focus on them as an individual, whether that's their identity or their skills, to keep them confident and keep them motivated. So that could be conveying to them that you know they've got that experience, you know they've got the amazing skills to deliver on that because you've seen them in action and you want to make sure that they're carrying that across into that proposal or into that website copy as well. So again, it gives them that extra confidence to go, okay, I've still got that. Obviously, you don't want to be saying things that are not truthful. It's not about hiding anything here. But again, it's good to really focus on the identity or their intention or their skills around it. And then if it's positive feedback, then you want to sum up by again, giving them a pat on the back, congratulations, reinforce the positive things that they're doing and also ask them questions, leave it open to them to be able to open up that dialogue because that can be the thing that allows them to really own that feedback and to really accept it and that can have more power on it. If it's more about, uh, okay, what could be done better or improvement feedback, at the end, it's really important to, again, help them to seek a solution in terms of, okay, so how do we help you move this forward? And again, discuss possibilities. And this, again, keeps it as an open dialogue, which is what typically is missing from the feedback sandwich. And it allows them to ask you for clarifications, for you to dig into things in a bit more detail and to make sure that they really understand what it is that they're saying or what you're saying and what they're hearing. Because actually, sometimes the communication can get lost, especially if they are in their thoughts or if they're quite emotional about it. So it gives you that chance to really allow them to move forward. And again, by reinforcing their intention, their skills, their experience, 
but making sure that they see that there's a way forward around it. So it is a bit more involved, but really, really powerful. So let me just recap that. You want to focus on a specific context so that it doesn't overly generalize. You want to be really specific with that feedback. You want to emphasize the impact that that is having, both in a positive way or a challenging way. And then focus on their identity, their intention, their skills, and really then making sure that when you wrap it up, it is a conversation that you're having. It's like a two-way dialogue. You congratulate them, you reinforce what they're doing well to keep them on that path, or you then open it up for it. How do we help you to move it forward? How do we help you to seek that solution and discuss the possible ways forward as well? So remember, feedback can truly be a gift because even in your business, it can allow you to grow. It can allow you to make changes. It can allow you to create shifts based upon what people are telling you that you might not necessarily see. And actually, that could be a real positive in your business because the worst thing is, as a business owner, is that you could be very attached to your ideas. You could be really attached to your business, your products, your services, and that can make us a bit blinkered at times. So feedback can truly be a gift if you allow it and if you embrace feedback. So be proactive, even ask for feedback from existing clients, from people that you think could really give you valuable feedback. And from that, what I mean is there's no point asking your friends for feedback in terms of your website or your products if they're not your ideal clients, because they might give you their opinions, but that's not really going to make a difference because they're not going to necessarily be the person that's putting their money into their wallets or doing that bank transfer or handing over the card because they're not your ideal customer. So ask it from the people that are going to be the best people to give you that feedback as well. And again, over the years, there's been countless times that I've had feedback from my clients, obviously positive feedback, which is a nice boost to the ego a lot of times, but also constructive feedback. For example, when I started to run my 90-day masterminds, the first two times I delivered them, there was a one-day retreat, which was great. We all got together. And I remember going home after that and thinking something just felt like it was too short. And I was even saying to Shireen, I was like, it was great, but honestly, I wish we were all still together. So I went back into that group and I asked them for feedback from their thoughts And the resounding feedback was actually they would have loved it to be two days and overnight so that we all got to socialize together and let those mastermind conversations flow into the evening. So since then, that has been incorporated into the 90-day mastermind. And I also asked some feedback in terms of when would they prefer to have that two-day experience. In my mind, I actually thought actually the weekend would be great because it means it doesn't interfere with your working hours or what else that they're doing but I'm glad I asked them the question because the resounding feedback was during the week was better because it allowed them to go right this is still business and it meant that it wasn't creeping into their weekend family commitments and other things as well so sometimes we think we know the answers but actually we don't so it's about asking the people that really are the decision makers i.e. your customers, those that you work with you, because that could make a huge, huge difference. But then that opens up the question of, do you always need to listen to the feedback that you get? And my thoughts on that is no. Okay, You can choose 
if you want to take that feedback. Just in the same way, if somebody gives you a gift, you could choose how you use it. You might decide to go and change it for something else that you'd use more. Or it might just sit in the cupboard and you go, I love that gift, but you just don't actually use it. The same happens with feedback. So you might hear feedback, and especially if it's contradictory feedback. So let's say you were delivering a workshop in the way that I've done over the last 13 years. Many, many workshops I facilitated and delivered. And if it's like one person says, oh, I didn't like this, that doesn't mean that you have to completely change the whole thing just because of that one feedback if, let's say, 99 people say that they absolutely loved it as well. So you get to understand, is it just down to that individual's preference or their opinion? Or is it the same message coming up over and over and over again? Because obviously, if you're getting that consistent feedback and that things need to be improved, you would be absolutely daft not to listen to it. But it doesn't mean that you have to completely change things just because one person says that. My father-in-law, Papa Bash, always kind of uses a great analogy. He says, you can't please everyone. And he basically says, you can't weigh a kilo of frogs. So picture this. Imagine you're trying to weigh a kilo of frogs that are all alive and you put them on a kitchen scale. Well, what's going to happen? The one will jump off, one will jump here and there. It's pretty hard to keep everybody happy. Okay, so you can't keep everybody happy as long as you understand what's right for you, what's right for your business, and what are you hearing. And I remember, again, years ago, I was delivering NLP practitioner courses. And before somebody came on that seven-day intensive course, there was some pre-course materials for them to listen to. And we kept getting feedback. So I recorded a pre-course study materials with a fellow trainer. And we kept getting feedback to say they loved it. It was really engaging. It was just really informal. And it felt like when people came to the training room that they already knew us. And then I had one person who basically emailed us back and said, I can't believe how unprofessional you are. It's like you are just chatting away. I would expect it to be very, very much more polished. I'd expect you to have all the ums and the ahs completely removed. If this is the standard that actually I'm hearing beforehand, it's making me question even coming onto your seven-day course. And she even said, you both also sound very, very Scottish. Well, we both are Scottish. We both have a Glaswegian accent. So her feedback was important to her, which was great, we heard. But when I spoke to her, I actually said to her, well, do you know something? Thank you for that feedback, but really... I actually don't think the course is going to be the best experience for you either. So let's just go your way and we'll go our way. No hard feelings. But we didn't go and change all our recordings because the majority of people said to us they loved that style. And it meant that we got to just be who we are as well. So I'm saying that to you because it doesn't mean that you have to change. You have to take everybody's feedback. But it gives you that sense to go, what do I want to take from it? And I remember actually taking elements of our feedback beforehand. So on our website, we put little snippets of a trailer in terms of a sample of the pre-course materials. People got to see us in action through videos that we did at that point. And that gave them a choice to go, this is who the trainers are. Take it or leave it. We all have choices. So really, we do have to have like a hard skin when we actually are listening to feedback and really... I know it's easier said than done, 
but don't take things personally. Imagine that you're getting feedback and you're asking for feedback because it's going to help you to grow as an individual. It's going to help you to grow your business and take it for what it is. It gives you that chance to learn from it. It gives you that different insight and it gives you choices to say, am I going to act upon it or is that feedback that's going to help me or not? And you don't have to implement everything that is said or everything that you hear as well. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Like I said, I want you to view feedback as being a true gift for you because it gives you that way forward. Whether that's to reinforce that what you're doing is being received well, you're getting that results, you're making the impact that you want to make. And it also gives you that chance to get feedback in terms of what can still be better, what can be improved as well. And remember, when giving feedback either to yourself or to others, make sure that you get the context right, you get the specifics really nailed down, you think about what the impact is, you focus still on your identity or their identity and skills, and you leave space to either, again, reinforce, this has went well, get feedback from them, open up as a dialogue, or if it needs to be improved, you have that conversation to go, right, what are those next steps? How can we help you make sure that you take that feedback and really make the most of it? in the way that will help you, that will help your business and will help you to get out your way. So I look forward to sharing even more with you as always on next week's podcast episode. And I'd love to get your feedback on this podcast. So if you haven't already given feedback on the podcast, then what are you waiting for? I'd absolutely love to hear your feedback and it will give you a chance to practice giving feedback as well. So you could do that over on Apple Podcasts. You can go all the way down. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, you could give it some stars and put some space in for feedback. Really, really would appreciate it because the more feedback that we get, the more this podcast gets out there into the ears of other business owners that also might be getting in their own way. So please do drop me a message. Let me know the impact this episode has had on you. And please, please do give me feedback, both on what you like and what could be improved as well. And I look forward to sharing with you more ways for you to get out your way on next week's episode. So until then, bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.